Um, let me start by thanking Pastor Paul and Shade for pastoring such a great church. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, if you are not, you can. Um, you love it. Um, I do between 10 and 15 different congregations every month. So I'm versatile in ministering across the world. But when I left here yesterday, I said to myself, wow, what an atmosphere. What a congregation. You might not know what you have here, but believe me, that I've been everywhere. What you have here is unique. An atmosphere of the word and the supernatural. When you, when, yesterday when I was teaching and I throw a word, I didn't need to explain much. You just got it. And, and that's not common. I'm telling you. Wow, what a church. Glory to God. Wow. This is place to be, I tell you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, sir, for what you have done here. This is amazing. Oh, this is amazing. For me, that is bigger than having a cathedral and having hundreds of thousands. This atmosphere, is, I wanted to say it's to die for, but maybe it's to live for. Amen. Praise God. And King's Minstrels, man, man. Praise God. All of you looking wonderful, portable, takeawayable, and singing with so much power and passion. What a choir. Put your hands together, celebrate <laughs> Hallelujah. And there are some of you that is in early morning shower that should be in the Sunday morning choir. You know yourself. <laughs> that when you enter into the shower, nobody can rest in the house. You are modulating under the shower. We need you here. Praise God. And this drama. Man. Man. In this small package, where did the energy come from? I've been looking for where it came from. I can't find. Hallelujah. Pastor Shadi, please send me account details. I want to send some seeds. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But listen beyond that. 2023 shall be unto you a year of suddenly. Suddenly it's going to happen. And many will wonder what has happened. But you will not be working with you consistently and you've been working with me consistently. But I choose 2023 to do it suddenly. And you will wonder, but I paid more and fasted more and didn't get it. How come I'm getting it now? It's because I chose 2023 to be for you in this house. Woo, glory to God. The year of suddenly. And things will fall into place. And there will be divine alignment. 
And what should take 10 years to just happen in one year? And it will be beyond your own comprehension. And you won't be able to explain it yourself. But you will see it and everybody will see. And they will say of a truth, we don't know how you did it, but we can see. And you will say, I don't know how I did it so, but even me, I can see. Oh, glory to God. And it will be like the story of David. And you will say, I'm a, I'm a wonder unto many. But you, Lord, you are my strong refuge. And so will it be, said the Spirit of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Give him praise, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I, I have my wife's niece, young girl. Um, she comes to my house. She calls me Big Daddy. And one day she came to my room and said, and because I travel a lot, I always have chocolate. She said, Big Daddy, I want chocolate. I gave her. Then she came again. I want chocolate. I gave her. The third time I eat the chocolate so that she won't take too much. Then she said, Big Daddy, I want chocolate. I said, I don't have. She said, you have. Then she started looking for it. And um, I knew she wouldn't get it, so I was okay. Then all of a sudden, I had rejoicing. <laughs> I knew she got it. Then that scripture came alive to me. We rejoice at your word. Hey! at your word like he that find a grace for her hey! if you find that it will show you your rejoicing hey! hallelujah I didn't need to ask her did you find it I knew she's found it our rejoicing is the indication she's found it. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Glory. You can be seated. Praise God. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? We found it. First day we found some. Second day we found some. Third day we found more. Fourth day of this convention we found some. Then the fifth day, the sixth day. But today we are back to found some things. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yesterday I mentioned my materials. I love to see there is no difference between a man that cannot read and a man that will not read. Both of them are illiterate. A man that cannot read is an illiterate by default. A man that will not read is an illiterate by choice. Only good readers can become good. Only good readers can become good leaders. Keep on reading. I love my spouse bought a book I wrote because a lot of people have said to me in 30 years that I used to love my wife. I love my wife bought. I love my husband bought. So this is about what you do with the bought. Prostitutes approach to to business. 
Ten things Solomon saw watching the prostitute at work. This is the favorite of business world. You read it, you can't remain the same again, I tell you. Seven things champions do before breakfast. One of the secrets I've discovered of life is attach what you have to do to what you love to do. Say to yourself, if I don't read the Bible, I won't eat breakfast. Did you get her? Yeah. So my wife is into the kids when they were younger. If you don't finish your work, you're not watching television. I've never seen that speed of doing the work before. So you can do that. All right? Surviving betrayal. Because in your lifetime, one thing is common to every leader. You will be betrayed. It's either you have been betrayed or you will be betrayed. Or you have been betrayed, but you don't know it yet. Uh, one of the chapters here is why does betrayer hurt? And I said it's not the action that hurts, but the person. It's not the knife that is painful. It's the person holding the knife. I gave an example of a two Brutus. He said when he saw it was Brutus, his adopted son, that led the rebellion, he said, kill me. It wasn't the knife, he was the man. And Jesus had 12 and one of them betrayed him. So you are no more spiritual than Jesus. I still do how to make love last forever. Because when people are saying, I'm done, I'm done for, I'm done, done, I'm not doing again. But we keep doing. Amen. Amen. By next year, I will have been doing for 25 years. Praise God. <laughs> I put something on, uh, on Instagram. I'm not spiritual as Pastor Paul. Amen. So I put it over the weekend and the noise is everywhere. Yeah, it's a real way. I say, this is my girlfriend. Alone. Have you met my girlfriend? Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if I'm a believer sometimes, you know. But, but God is gracious. Marimatics. The problem with life is that there is no institution where marriage is taught. Yet marriage is the only institution that give you the certificate before you start the learning. Every other institution you learn to get certificate. This one you get certificate first. So I wrote Marimatics, the almighty formula for marrying right. It has chapters like five dangerous things you don't do before you say I do. Solomon, five kinds of a woman a man must not marry. Mm, Solomon, 700 wives, 300 concubines. If he says don't marry this man, just believe. He has married all kinds. It's the authority on who to marry, who not to marry. When it's okay to break a relationship because a broken heart is better than a broken destiny. Matrimony is my latest one. The balance between romance and finance. Here I explain how we move in my family from not enough to just enough to more than enough. And I said about what to do in not enough. Don't cut your coat according to your size. Cut it according to your clothes. I say you have to budget because budgeting is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Very, very important. You need to budget. Then I wrote here, I said givers must have limits because takers don't have. I didn't know that before. But now my wife and I, we have a percentage for giving. And when it's done for the month, it's done. You wait till next month. Because we always run ourselves poor just by giving. And giving is good. But givers better have limits because takers don't. Very powerful stuff in there. 
one of my favorite there is how to raise generational wealth. I wrote here what we did with my children. I wrote here um, five things when it comes to money in my family. When money comes to our hand, first we sow. Number two, we save. Number three, we settle. Number four, we spend. Number five, we spare. So all my children knew that when money comes into our hand, spend is number four. Their friends, when money comes into their hand, spend is number one. But my children were brought up like that. So it's either when it comes to your hand, you sow first. And all my kids, when they were born, when we do, I don't think they are, when we do naming ceremony, the money we are given, we open an account for them. By the age of 13, we become co-signatories to their account and we make sure that they have the ATM with them. Because our own parents taught us about money management by not giving us money. And even the one visitors give us, mummies, EFCC has not started working until they deal with you people. All visitors give us, we never see it. And the day you mistakenly say, Mommy, that's my money. Eh? The clothes I bought for you for Christmas. Go and bring it. All the food I'll be eating in this house. If your mommy is here, don't laugh too much. So, so that we can monitor how they spend. And you can't imagine my joy as a father. When I send my kids the allowance, and almost immediately, because I also have access to their account, their account at that time, I see they've sent in tight pledge. Proud father. One day, I, my daughter, second one, we drew a huge money from her account. When I saw the amount, eh, I called her immediately. Then she started laughing, and I was hearing laughter in the background. I said, well, why are you laughing? She said, Daddy is my pledge. Is my... I said, why? What, what? He said, no, I told my friend, wait till I withdraw it. I said, wait till in the next 10 seconds, my daddy will call. One, two. She said, you call at number three. I said, who told you that's why I'm calling? Can, can the father not check on his daughter? I just want to go. I said, Daddy, I know you. Then at 21, I hand so Because if I've not trained you enough to manage your money at 21, I failed already anyway. So. Praise God. Were you blessed yesterday night? It was streams of joy. Can we talk about shouts of joy this morning briefly? Beautiful. Praise God. I'm going to say just five things very quickly and we get going. Father, thank you. Your presence is so strong here. We are grateful. It's not that we deserve it, but you just decide to bequest it on us. And your presence is greater than diamonds. Your presence is greater than wealth. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing I want to say to you is that you need joy. You need joy. You need joy. You need joy. You need joy for everything. You need joy for your healing. You need joy for your health. You need joy for your marriage to work. You need joy for everything. Proverbs 17 verse 22. He said, the merry heart, do it good like a medicine. I love to say the Aquaibon version will be a good heart, do it good like a medicine. <laughs> Hallelujah. By that medicine or medicine, do it good. So many a times you need to prescribe to yourself some laughing in the spirit. <laughs> And the good thing about that prescription is that there is no overdose. Did you get that? I said, I'll do seven times in a day. And I love what Bregan said. Bregan said you can start in the flesh and end in the spirit. So you don't wait to feel it. You make yourself feel it. 
<laughs> and you just laugh yourself, sailor. The Passion Translation put it like this. He said, a joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul. We were talking about mental health yesterday. A cheerful heart will heal that. But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. So the reason why there is sickness and depression in your life is because your heart is not merry. And that is why I need to say to you, if there's anything you need to protect, protect your heart from everything. Did anybody get that? Yes, Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. He said, therefore with joy you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Glory to God. So salvation has well. Well of wealth. Well of health. Well of different things. But you know like that woman said to Jesus in John chapter 4. You want to draw out of the well but you have a drawer. What we call dogu. You, you get that. Do you have that? But the Bible says a believer must have it. And it's your joy. It's joy that you used to draw. The reason why you, I, I love this song, I say, have come to draw. But you need to know that one of the things you used to draw is your joy. And that is why the devil will fight your joy by all means. Look at this Joel chapter 1 from verse 9. This one is very important that you check it out. Show it to us on the screen. Joel chapter 1 from verse 9. This is what I would have called the lamentation of Joel. He said the grain offering and the drink offering, they are cut off from the house of God, from the house of the Lord. The priest, the minister of the, of the Lord, the mourn. Verse 10, King James Version. The field is wasted. The land is mourning. The grain is ruined. The new wine is dried up. Even the oil failed. Verse 11, KJV. Be ashamed, you farmers. Well, you wine dressers, for the wheat and the barley, because the harvest of the field has perished. Verse 12. The vine is dried up. The fig tree wither. The pomegranate tree. The palm tree also. In fact, even the apple tree. Why am I wasting time? All the trees in the field are withered. Why? He said, because joy is withered away. From the source of men. Once your joy wither, every other thing withers. Once your joy withers, every other thing withers. So it's not because things are not working that you are not joyful. It's because you are not joyful that things are not working. And that is why, above all else, I protect my joy. Oh, if you, I, I, a pastor has I, my, the magazine they did for my 50th birthday. My wife, one of the things my wife said there is, uh, he said, if you hang around there, you know the sudden jolts you get where everyone just shout, glory to God. And I'm like that for no reason. Why? I'm keeping my joy. I don't think I don't have a reason to lose it. On our way yesterday, we had the tire burst. Wow. I woke up, I had a 7 a.m. meeting. I had, a 10, I had a 10 a.m. meeting. If I had two meetings with some people before then, I had a 10 a.m. meeting. So I would come in and he just busted in motion. Good. So we came down. Let's fix it. I had to have flat tire. I make sure because I travel a lot of my cars in profit condition and all that. Then the jack didn't work. Then to remove, it's a prado. To remove the, everything was not working. Everything. 
But you know, in the midst of that, glory to God. Because I know devil does not drive car. I know it's not that he wants to steal my tire. I know he wants to steal my joint. I know what the devil is after. Once you know what the devil is after, you know what to protect. I learned this in here. I was high on it one day. I had only two trousers. I high on chop one. If you think heartbreak is bad, it's not bad. That is bad. And my roommate started weeping for me. And I started laughing. Then he got mad. Why, why are you like this? Why, why, why are you like... Do, do you have any other one? I say no. So, which one are we going to wear now? I say it's dirty, but we dry clean it. And you are now laughing. I said to him, the devil does not wear trousers. So it's not that I needed my trousers. I know what the devil needs. It's my joy. I'm not letting that go. The devil can have the trousers, but I can't have my joy. <laughs> hey! I know what he can't have. He can't have my joy. I won't allow that. I won't allow that. I'm going to keep my joy. Look at Abaku's reaction to similar situation to Joel. Abaku said, I was in the same situation. Abaku 3.17. The victory did not blossom. Fruit did not come in the vine. Labor of the olive failed. Fields, no meat. Flock, cut off from the fold. No add in the stalls, but yet. <laughs> I will rejoice. Yet, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like the hind's feet. And he will make me to walk upon my hind places. To be sincere with you, I'm even singing this on a string instrument. So I'm not just talking about it. I'm practicalizing it. Everything didn't work. But yet, it's my choice. I rejoice. Yet, it's my choice. She gave you nail. Rejoice. They harass you. Rejoice. Somebody said, Reverend, you know, you don't live in Lagos. That's why you don't understand. No, you don't understand because you don't understand Revelation. And it's difficult in Lagos. Because all this we're saying now, tomorrow you get into your car, you are practicing joy. Oh, glory to God. Then they drive no say, Abu, Abi, ah. Hallelujah, I rejoice. Abi, I rejoice. I'm just waving at you, Lord, it's a wiper. I rejoice. It does not matter how long it takes you to get it. Make sure you get it. <laughs> hey, start practicing from tonight. Make sure you get it. Keep your joy. Things you used to shout about. And can I appeal to mothers, please? Because when mommy is happy, nobody is happy. The atmosphere of the home is your atmosphere. Make it the atmosphere of joy. We know you are pressured. We know you are going through stuff. But help us. One time, somebody called me from Abuja. I said, Reverend, I just sent some money. And she sent 200K to my account. She said, uh, uh, I just need you to pray for us. I'm tired of this circle. Things work, it does not work. Things work, it does not work. I'm tired. Then I said, okay, let, let me, let me, let me. She said, pray for us. I said, no, let me pray. One of the things women of God need to learn is that before we pray for them, let's pray about them. So I said, God, this thing, what's happening? Why? Then God said to me, Proverbs 15, 15. 
I said, no, I'm talking about these people. That, he said, yeah, Proverbs 15, 15. Then I check it out. Look at what Proverbs 15, 15 says. He said, all the days of the afflicted are evil. But he that has a merry heart has a continual feast. Ha. Huh. The Lord told me that's their problem. Their heart is not continuously merry. That is why their feast is not continuously merry. That for you to have a continuous feast, you must have a continuous merry heart. You can't be happy on Monday and sad on Tuesday and wonder why it's not working on Wednesday. <laughs> he that has a merry heart has continual feast. You want your feast to be continued? Then you have your merriment continuing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. If you are me, that's me. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You, <laughs> you, know, you know, Psalm 35 and 27, the way David put it, the way he started that scripture on prosperity, we all love. The first thing he said is, let them shout for joy. Yeah. You are not doing it now. He said, let them shout for joy. 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 Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified that had pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So there's a connection between your joy and your prosperity. It's not only about hard work. It's also about a joyful lifestyle. Just be excited. Even for nothing. But you know God that play you in the prosperity of his servant. Even if there is no money in your account. Like I said yesterday, sometimes your account will look like FM stereo 93.5. But when you keep on keeping your joy, it will soon become a phone number 0809913. Four, four, five, five, six, six. So number one, by and I've been there over and over. Keep your joy. Number two thing I want to say, I told you I'm just saying five things. We have joy. Ah, uh, what are you saying? Yes. God will not expect you to bring what He has not given you. When He made man, He said, "Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the heart." What He didn't say is be seedful. Did you notice that? He didn't say be seedful, he said be fruitful. Because he had put the seed in the man. So Philippians 4, 4, rejoice. Again, I say unto you, rejoice. It's a commandment, it's not a suggestion. Rejoice. But Reverend, where do I get the joy from? The word rejoice means respond to joy. The joy is always in your spirit. Respond to it. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Then the next one he mentioned is joy. So if you are born again, the fruit of your spirit is joy. The first thing people should notice when they come around you is joy. They should know you are born again by the fruit of the spirit of joy. You should be happy-go-lucky. I knew people that didn't like me when I got born again because I'm always too joyful for them. They said, we don't understand you. You're always happy. Yes. And happiness is not even joy. Happiness depends on happiness. Joy depends on the fruit of the Spirit. I don't need for it to happen before I rejoice. I just respond to the joy. In fact, I practice my joy status when things are not working more. Oh, yeah. 
I said, glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I laugh myself too. Sometimes I get into the spirit. Sometimes I don't, but I keep on laughing. You know, one of the good reasons why you should laugh is that it confuses the devil. <laughs> hey! If you never had to take before, you don't know what ache is. They said it's the closest thing to the pain of having a baby. And I had one terrible. I was not even married then. I was in my parents' house. I had it that was bad. And I was enjoying it because when I sucked out of it, it was sweet. I didn't know I was dying. Until they had to pull it out. But it was very painful. And when the pain comes, and you see, the problem with that kind of a pain is that it's not continuous. If you come, hey! Then you will release it. <laughs> ah! Then all of a sudden, the word came from my spirit. What is A doing? Hey! Yeah! Oh! What is that doing? Is that turning to glory to God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory. Oh, Jesus is Lord. I couldn't sleep until I started doing that. All of a sudden, I found myself sleeping. I woke up in the morning and said, the thing left. What happened? Then he occurred to me, the devil got mad. He told his demon, leave this guy. We are the one walking. God is giving praise. Oh, day. <laughs> Devil confused. One of my favorite scriptures is First Peter one eight. You need to write it down. First Peter one eight. He was talking about Jesus. He said, "We haven't seen him, but yet we love him." <laughs> oh, we don't see him, but yet we believe. But this is what I love. He said, "You rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory." Your joy might be unspeakable, but it's not undanceable. <laughs> Somebody can can you can you can you. <laughs> Hey! 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 Glory to God. It might be unspeakable, but it's not undanceable. It might be unspeakable, it's not unshoutable. It might be unspeakable, it's not unscreamable. Come on! Boy, say that joy unspeakable. But it's full of doxa. It's full of prosperity. It's full of auction. It's full of increase. It's full of blessings. It's joy unspeakable because you can't explain why you should be joyful in this kind of a scenario. You haven't seen him, you believe. The card not come. You are rejoicing. <laughs> hey! you are but the car is in that joy that joy is full of glory and I've seen that over and over over and over over and over over and over glory to God hallelujah glory keep your joy and I know what I'm talking about. I've been there over and over. And this is what I've always noticed. If you keep your joy, then the miracle starts. 
while the tire posted and were there and all that, I spoke to one of my sons. When I went to Lagos, so I tire posted with my need a tire. He said, Reverend, I'm going to leave where I am immediately and go get you one. I said, send me how much it costs. He said, you cost? No. Your money is not needed. Maybe I would have lost that if I didn't keep my joy. You are waiting to see it before you are joyful, but you need to be joyful to be able to see it. The third thing I want to say, the devil is after your joy. <laughs> if you never hear that before, hear it now. Why was your designer stolen? The devil does not wear Prada. <laughs> but the devil knows if he can take your Prada, he will take your joy. If he can take your joy, he will take every other thing. Somebody said, you are talking like this because you are, you are a great man of God, I, I hope. That's why you're talking like that. If I tell you my journey, the only consistent thing in my journey is I always keep my joy. When we were in Agbowo shopping complex, we were using um, one restaurant. And we had to have, we call it um, <clears throat> year 2000. I can never forget celebration 2000. Dr. Kyle D. Jason was coming from U.S. and Reverend Victor. And we decorated that place. It was perfect. We had money session. I was joking. Who wants to get married? Come and get married now. This place is fine enough for marriage. I went home. There was no cell phone in those days. My pastor rushed home to tell me they were closing the place. Order from the governor. I got there. They said they will only give us 30 minutes to get our things out. They are going to close. So I was there. I saw people crying. And I said, no, no, no. Let's move here. How are you doing? My normal joyful self. We, did, we didn't know where to go. Then I said, oh, that's for gospel upstairs. So can we talk to them? Then went to talk to them. She said, we can use it. They said, we can use it, but not on Sunday. They are not permitted to give to anybody on Sunday. I said, that's right. So some people came to me and said, ah, where will we use on Sunday now? I said, it's still Friday. Rejoice. <laughs> that's the problem with people. After that, people said to me, they said, you know what, Rev? The most important lesson of this celebration for them, you know, I normally ask after a meeting, I, I thought they would say, oh, whatever, Victor said, uh, almost everybody said your reaction to the lockdown. He said, that's, that's the most exciting message for them. If you're a leader, don't, don't lose your joy. Your joy must be contagious. People need to contact it. By Sunday, I told them, I said, by Saturday night, I said, wait, look, look at everybody. You know what? Your prayers is answered. Tomorrow is going to be very powerful. Tomorrow we are having Open Heavens Cathedral. You see, here, when you pray, eh, all these pillars, they stop the prayer. But you see there, eh, you pray like this, boom, straight to heaven. I said, tell your friends, if they have never worshipped in Open Heavens Cathedral before, for the first time in their lives, so they can write it in their history book. They must come tomorrow. Everybody came. Reverend Victor preached. We had a good time. What am I talking about? Keep your joy. That's what the devil is after. When the devil comes against your joy, you know something big is coming. <laughs> hey! Look at Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. This is a commandment from Nehemiah. As they were building, the composition was coming. There was problem everywhere. But Nehemiah said to them, go your way. Go and eat the fat. Drink the sweet. 
Some of you will like to do that immediately after now. Mr. Bigs and Sweet Sensations. The fat and the sweet. He said, send portions to them that have none. But look at this. He said, for this day is only unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry. What a commandment. Don't be sorry. So I say to myself every day, don't be sorry. <laughs> it didn't work. Don't be sorry. They eat your car. Don't be sorry. You can't find that thing you needed. Don't be sorry. You miss your flight. Don't be sorry. We were to go to Dubai some years back. I think that was 2018. That time, one of your brothers killed a policeman in Dubai. So they said, no man is going to be given visa. And I'm the one taking the whole family. So we got there. Everybody's visa came but my own. And the children said, oh, daddy, sorry. I said to them, Nehemiah 10, don't be sorry. So we're not going to be sorry. I said, you can go and meet you. Don't say, no, 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 we have to go together. No, you guys can go. No, 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 we have to go together. I said, okay, you know, what do I do? I will punish you people. I will go and get only one room in an hotel. All of us will be there. And you know, we disturb you. They say, hey, you disturb us and all that. You know, people at the airport looked at us and said, we've never seen this kind of thing before. That you can't travel and you are still having fun. That is how you should be. Leave that before your children. Depression will be far from your family. My children had never seen me sorry. No problem. Daddy, I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. It's okay. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. My son came. Daddy, I'm so sorry. My phone fell into the waters. Oh, you are a little bit careless. You didn't do that. But you know, you can shout, hey, right, right. You will see, fix it. <laughs> then your blood pressure had gone up. But you will see, fix it. Kulu, kulu, kulu tempa. Look at what he said. He said, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Your real strength does not come from the gym. Your real strength comes from joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So don't be sorry. Because if you are sorry, you lose strength. And I saw Proverbs 24 verse 10. He said, if you faint in the day of adversity, it's your strength that is more. Ah, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you fail in the day of adversity, it's your strength that is small, and the joy is your strength. So if you fail in the day of adversity, it's your joy that is small. So what the devil does is to make sure he reduces your joy, then brings adversity. So it's not adversity that is the problem. It's the level of your joy when adversity comes. Is anybody get that? Is the level of your joy. So when joy, the devil is attacking your joy, know that he wants to steal from you. If I love the way message translation put Proverbs 24 verse 10, he said, if you fall to pieces in crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. If you fall to pieces in the day of crisis, there wasn't much to you. Your joy had already been deflated. Look at how Jesus put it in Mark 3, 27. He said, you cannot enter into a strong man's house and spoil his good, except you first bind the strong man, then you can spoil his house. And what is your strong man? Your joy. So what the devil tries to do is to bind your strong man so I can steal your goods. So if you lose your joy, you lose all your goods. 
Did you get that? And I've seen that over and over. One of our churches, today now they're running three services. They have capacity for a thousand people. Last Sunday, everywhere was filled. Three services, fully air conditioned. Beautiful. We built it, pulled it down, built it again. But the first service of that church, we wanted to do it at crossover. We've paid for a beautiful place. Then a day to the inauguration, the owner said, we can't use it yet. There is a Muslim. And his imam had not prayed on the property. And his imam needs to pray on it first before we can use it. The pastor was sitting there, was, his spirit was deflated. I said, forget about that. Rejoice. Sir, rejoice. <laughs> Laugh everywhere now. <laughs> but what will we do? I said, we will think of what to do for later, but rejoice first. And we moved to the next building. They, have a, they said they don't have space. Then we said, what of this garage? They said, it's okay. Then we started from there. Look, life continues. Oh. Life continues. I told them in church, I said, I'm not ready to die. Oh. Because if you die, they will just cry. Then Daniel will pick my room and say, Papa is gone. We will miss him. But come on, somebody. Turn your Bible to Philippians chapter 4. That is the end of your own chapter. <laughs> hey, somebody rejoice. Jesus also said in Luke 11, 21, when a strong man armed, armed, keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. A strong man. And your joy is your strength. Your goods are protected when your joy is kept. So keep your joy. You miss your flight. Keep your joy. It won't always be easy. But practice joy before it happens. Practice joy before it happens. In fact, can I give you an assignment? Practice joy every night before you go to bed and first thing in the morning. Ask my wife. First thing out of my mouth when I wake up is glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody said to me once, he said, you are never serious. I said, God forbid. Serious people are in usage. When they say they are serious, it's a terrible thing. Glory to God. The first thing I want to say is keep your joy full. No matter what, in spite of what, keep your joy full. A lot of people are losing their joy now because it's the end of the year and they have not seen nothing yet. But that's a stupid way to do it. 1998, I was believing God for five things. Five things. Number one, I was believing God to move out of my parents' house to move into my own rented place. Number two, believing God to marry my sweetheart. Number three, I was believing God that my church will grow a little bit. Number four, I was believing God for more open doors, itinerant-wise. Number four, I was believing God for a car. Then in January, God provided supernaturally. I was able to rent a place. Then in May, I married my sweetheart. Then the church grew a bit. Then a few doors opened to me. The four out of five was done. It was only the car that had not come. And the devil started laughing at me and said, well, you see, you don't have the car. I said, devil, shut up. Four over five is past mark. Is, is it not past mark? Oh. If it does not happen this year, it will happen next year. Nonsense. Christmas Day, I told my wife, we watch Jassy. You know Jassy? 
Toujours, we're on the same team, Uncle. We went somewhere to worship, had a good time. I got there, the pastor that said, I should preach. I preached like a house on fire. No sadness, no sorrow that it had not happened. I was believing God for Blueport that year. But it didn't happen. I said, next year, you know Blueport? Uh, that's how we know your age. <laughs> hey, I finished preaching. Me and my wife were negotiating who is going to give us a lift. Then the man of God tapped me from the bar and said, come. So I told my wife, excuse me. The man of God said, there is a BMW 536 cylinders power stand in my house. Come and pick it. Wow. Wow. I walked back to my wife, Mumushiosli. You know Mumushiosli? My wife said, what did he say? I said, he says, BMW 536 cylinders power stand. Come and pick it. My wife said, for how much? I didn't ask. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. For how much? The man said, how much? Free of charge. Free of charge. I went back to my wife. He, he said, free of charge. My wife said, then where can we pick it? Good question. Excuse me, sir. Where can we pick it? The man said, anytime. Ah, he said, anytime. My wife said, then let's go now. Let's go. Let's go. God is about to bless you. Before this year is over, beyond your comprehension, more than you desire, more than you are believing for, more than you are hoping for, by all means, keep your joy. Glory. Sit down. By all means, keep your joy. Psalm 65, verse 11. Psalm 65, 11. He said, The Lord counts the year with what? Goodness. And his parts drop fightness. Pastor Paul, I love to read different translations. But not Yoruba Bible. But one day God told me to check out the Ajayikanda's translation, Yoruba Bible. I was sure. He said, How do I translate that into English? God help me. It makes the harvest to be plentiful at the end of the year. And all his parts is full of too many of the harvest. Glory! 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 That's what I'm believing God for. So I'll keep my joy. I'll keep my joy. I'll keep my joy. Lord, this is Okmeodu here in Nigeria. <laughs> my others must be plentiful. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How do I get, keep my joy full? Number one. Hear the word. John 15, 11. Jesus said, these things are spoken unto you. That my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Pastor Paul, please, I know the message of this coming. I was thinking of that as I was coming. That's how to keep your joy full. 
Keep on listening. Faith coming by hearing and hearing. It does not come from having heart. You thought you had some things you didn't hear in this meeting. I've listened to myself before to discover that I said what I didn't know I said. Did you get that? Years ago, I didn't like listening to my message. Because I'll be annoyed with me that I said some things I thought I shouldn't have said. But then I started discovering that I said some things also that I didn't know I said. That blessed me at this part of the moment. Bregan said when he announced that I was going to be Bible school, Raymond Bible Training Center, he didn't know. He said when they told him that when is he starting, he said what's starting? He said the Bible school you announced. He said me announced? No, you didn't hear me well. Until they played it for him to hear what he said. So sometimes God brings something out of us that we didn't plan to say. He said, wicked me up morning by morning and give me word in season for every heart that is weary. Sometimes the word of season in season is not asked. So hear the word. Number two, read the word. First John 1, 4. These things I write unto you that you'll join me before. Don't only hear it, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Kenneth Copeland said, the picture of a food does not satisfy you. You have to eat it. The same thing with the word. That you remember what that scripture said does not get you full. Read it again. But I know what it says. Yes, read it again. And many a times we talk, we know, we don't know. I've had God say to me to check some things I thought I knew. And God, I've quoted it wrong all my life. Like when the Bible said, though you're being small, your latter in will greatly increase what I say. God said, go check it. I said, I know it. It will greatly increase. God said, go check it. I said, I know it. It will greatly increase. God said, go check it. That brought out my King James Version. He said, though your, big, your beginning is small, your latter in should. It's not automatic. It should. There are things you need to do to make it so. So not only must you hear it, you read it. Number three, very interesting, you walk by faith. Oh, glory to God. John 16, 24. <laughs> Pastor Paul, you know what, what UI bathroom used to look like in those days? I went to the bathroom. I was about to take my bath in that stinking bathroom. And God started asking me questions. Uh -uh. God, this kind of jump question, yeah? Let me get back to the room. He said, believing or begging, which one is better? I thought about it. I said, that's simple now. Believing is better than begging. God said, why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I thought about it. If I believe for it, I get it. If I beg Pastor Shade for it, I get it. In fact, if I beg Pastor Shade for it, I might get it quicker. If I believe for it, it might take longer. So I started questioning myself again. Why is believing better? Then God said, John 16, 24. Ask that you might receive, that your joy might be full. If you get it by faith, you soon discover it's not that thing that excites you. Is that your faith work? <laughs> so when you beg for it, you get it, but you lose joy. One of the things you need to check if your joy is draining is when does it I believe God for stuff? One of the things you should check. Because when you stop believing, you start losing joy. Ask that you may receive that your joy maybe four so I tell them in my church you might be on minimum pay but don't be on minimum faith 
beyond maximum faith. This body economy is only by faith. You keep on believing. You keep on believing. You keep your joy. You keep your joy. You keep your... And it's not easy to do. But you keep your joy. You were building the cathedral. It's a 3,000 seat auditorium. Pastor had been there. And um, what we're building, we wanted to do the roofing. And Tower Aluminium from Lagos came. And they gave us a bill that time of four million. And I started saving. And I saved it two million. So I said, okay, we haven't come in here. Let's go and call them to come and fix it now. That was 2015, 2016. And then they came. They said, Buhari is the president now. Things have changed. Yo. That thing we gave you for four million is now 10 million. And if you don't pay now, it will be 12 million. I was eating when they told me. The spoon dropped. Then I called the accountant. I said, what can we do? Can we make a deposit of two million? I said, are we confident? They said, yes. So I said, Pastor Tolu, please, let's give these people two million. Pastor Tolu said, which two million? I said, the one I told you to keep. He said, yes, sir. But you also told me to pay the carpenter, to pay the... <laughs> the food started tasting like gravel. I couldn't eat again. I momentarily lost my joy. But God kept on telling me, keep your joy. Is, is it your building? Ah. First day, second day, third day. The last day for it to happen, one of my sons just came in and was chasing. I said, Reverend, they've not started this work. I said, ah, let me tell you what is happening. Oh, can you imagine? They said four million. He said, okay. And they now said that it's now 10 million. He said, okay. I said, no, you don't get it. They said, if you don't pay now, he said, okay now. I said, what do you mean, okay now? You don't get what I'm saying. The two million I thought we have, we don't have. He said, it's okay now. I go, do you mean it's okay now? You are not getting me. He said, no, I mean it's okay now. Let them come, I'll pay. I said, oh, okay now. Uh, oh, you would have explained, so it's okay. Uh, now I know the meaning of okay now. Uh, okay now. Keep your joy. 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 The daughter of mine, she came yesterday, she was crying. She had a problem with her husband, who is a pastor, but things are very bad. And I sent her a voice note. I said, by all means, keep your joy. Because sometimes when God now deals with the man and the man comes back, you are useless. He does not no longer loves what he sees. So in the midst of the trouble, keep your joy. Because your joy is your strength. I told her, I said, you are not only a wife, you are somebody's daughter. You are some people's mother. So if that one is not working, still keep your joy in the midst of this. Because even when the man comes back, he needs to meet you where? Give your neighbor and only go sell and say, keep your joy. By force, keep your joy. Keep your joy. So you believe that you may receive that your joy may be full may be full. I've been there over and over. I may believe, I keep on believing for stuff. I live by believing, I don't live by begging. I don't know how to ask anybody for anything. And I'm not proud, I'm just a believer. If God can't give me, I don't need it. 
and I've discovered that the joy of getting is more important than the getting. Yeah. And that prepares me for believe more. Because like David, I can rehearse my victories. That when the bear came against, ah, I followed after him. Hallelujah. One last one I'll give you. Be a giver. Be a giver. The amplified version of 2 Corinthians 9, 7. He said, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and propose in his heart. Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves. Look at who God loves. He takes pleasure in, and prizes above other things. And is unwilling to abandon or do without. A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver. Whose heart is in his giving. Many a times we give because they say give. Our heart is not in it. A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it. Giver. God loves a cheerful giver, King James Version says. I'm not saying God despises a cheerful giver. Yeah. I thought he did it one time. God told me to give him money. I said, God, I'll give it to but I'm not happy to give it. He said, I don't care. Either cheerful or cheerful, bring. I said, but you only love a cheerful giver. He said, no, he that sweat in tears. <laughs> we rip in joy. I said, God, what cannot even try a way around you? Maybe I should tell you the story. When we started building, I, was in, I didn't plan to build cathedral. I'm not, I'm not a sit-down pastor like that. I was itinerating, and I was in Bayelsa. I was fasting. I ordered for my food, and I wanted to pray before I ate. And God said, go build me a cathedral. And I laughed. I laughed in unbelief like Sarah. She built a cathedral. I was stupid that time. I said, cathedral will cost about 100 million now. God, I mean, if you are God, you should know what is in the account. But if you are forgotten, let me remind you. So I started telling him what's in the account. Then God said to me, but there is two million in that other account. I said, no, that one is not church account too. <laughs> so, I bet wine in this <laughs> Ah, sir. Ah. You should know that one is not. Let me tell you the account. 2013, I went to plant a church in the U.S. And I was going to miss home the first time. I won't be at crossover night. I won't be with my family Christmas. So, we had a meeting. And the children said, well, you need to compensate us. At that time, we have not done international vacation before as a family. My wife and I had done several times. The children said, then we need to travel international vacation. I said, done. I said, where do you want? Dubai or London? So they started fighting. Dubai, London. Dubai, London. So that was the next day. My son woke me up. Daddy, daddy, I said, yes. He said, that uh, Dubai or London? How many days more? Ah, I said, it's December. He said, yes, I just want to be counting down. So I knew I was in trouble. So I started saving. So this was June. And God said, bring. And my children were still fighting. Dubai or London? So I tried to, have you tried to explain to God before? <laughs> That's how, maybe you are busy when the discussion was taking place. Let me explain to you, sir, what happened. Then I said, I know what to do. My wife did not agree. So I called her. I said, TJ, can you imagine? God is telling me, he said, ah, if it's God, do it now. Ah! You, even you! So I did. 
That's why I was telling God, God, that we do it too, but I'm not happy. And God said, it does not matter. I said, but you love cheerful giver. He said, yes, but cheerful too is okay. <laughs> I said, but God, I don't know that. The Bible says you love a child. I say, yes, Psalm 26. He that sweat in tears, we reap in joy. Wow. Can I tell you a story? November. Vacation is December. November. I was coming from a meeting. Somebody called me, Reverend, what's your plan for your vacation this year? I said, ah, let me tell you a story. We are planning either London or, or, or Dubai or, but uh, I don't know. The way things are now, maybe I didn't want to talk unbelief. I said, I think we're going to Dubai. The guy said, hey, why not um, London? I said, no, London will be too cold this December. It's Dubai. He said, but why not both? I said, we are not doing both. I mean, London is far. We will just go to Dubai and come back. He said, hey, because I think we are just going to spend a few days. He said, but I'm thinking both will be okay. I said, ah, both. It's okay, not okay. We are doing Dubai. Because I think Dubai will be cheaper. So, the guy said, why don't you ask the children? I said, ah, I'm their father. <laughs> they have been fighting. Some people are saying London, some are saying Dubai. But by the law of the Medis and the Pasha, we are doing... The guy said, eh, I just think you should ask them. So I said, what? what's your own? He said, because God told me to pay for it. I said, no, I don't need to ask them. We will do both. <laughs> if it is you, don't do both. You know what? The guy flew us to London. Everything paid. Got us an hotel next to the Buckingham Palace. Everything paid. The car that picked us gave me pocket money of four thousand uh, dollars. I kept two thousand in Nigeria for school fees. But that's that's another story. <laughs> Everything paid. We go to Dubai. We were in the plane. I mean, I've been treated right in several countries. But I've never seen this before. They came on the flight with my name. Normally, they wait outside. Dio Duolis. My son said, Daddy, that is us. I said, keep quiet first. Let's find out why you are looking for them. <laughs> so I asked the guy, where are you looking for these people? He said, well, somebody paid us from Nigeria to escort you off the plane to help you with immigration and get you to your hotel. Wow. You see? By soothing tears to reap in joy. That was the last time I paid for international vacation. Sincerely. Every year, somebody, one year, I think that was 2016, somebody just came to me and said, Sir, I have a problem and I think you can help me with it. Oh, I said, Yakatala Promokuriga. What's the problem? Before then, my children told me, Reverend, Daddy, this year, we want to go to Disney World. I said, no problem. So I got to America. I called my friend in Florida, in Orlando, uh, Disney World. When he told me what it would cost, I told the children, I said, I'm not late. <laughs> that we should go to Disney World this time. <laughs> what are you talking about? That kind of money we preach the gospel, man. So this guy came to me and said, he had a problem. So I told him to come. What's the problem? He said, me and my family, we are built to go to Disney World. We have paid. We have done everything. But now, work. I won't be able to go. I don't know if you and your family can abandon your plans for December and go everything paid for. Ah, I like your kind of problem. <laughs> I hope everybody around me will be having this kind of problem. Giving fulfills your joy. 
God loves a cheerful giver. But sometimes you give in tears. Sometimes you consciously, deliberately, you give what hurts you. I know we are one of faith people and we don't believe in sacrifice. But you know whatever the devil steals is because he works in the kingdom of God. When you go to meet any Baba somewhere, they tell you make a sacrifice. They land out from God. They land out from God. When last did you make a sacrifice for the gospel? When last? Did you give something that pain you? When last? Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. The last thing I'm going to say, my time is up, is that sometimes shouts of sorrow will lead to shouts of joy. Sometimes. John chapter 16, verse 21. Let me close my iPad. Uh, I'm not tempted to say anything more. John 16, 21. He said, if... No, John 16, 21. No, you're not there. Did I get it wrong? I think it's John 16, 21. Let, let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Yes, he said. A woman, when she's in travail, at sorrow. <laughs> because her hour is come. I think his message translation said there is no way around it. No way around it. Pastor Shadi, have you seen somebody going to give back before that said, where's my lipstick place? I want to look good. I'm going to the labor world. No. So how I come. But since she's delivered of the child, she remember no more the anguish because joy is come. I remember when my wife wanted to give her to her first child. Dr. Amochuka is our doctor. So I went to her with paper and pencil. I said, ma'am, uh, my wife is delivered and I don't want to be away and I want to be there. Because Yoruba people are very terrible. They will not give back to a child when the father is away and call the child Debum, then Bidemi. So every time I say, what's your name? My name is Bidemi. Where was your father? Where? I'm sorry if you are Bidemi here. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> but I didn't want to have a Bidemi, you know. So I wanted to know how to know what are the seven steps to know your wife is about to deliver. Then she looked at me and laughed and said, Pastor, don't worry, you will know. Uh, I said, no, tell me, how will I know? Will that be sign? <laughs> he said, she will show you. <laughs> hey! When it was time, she showed me. Hey, where's my shoe? Where's my shoe? Take your shoe. I didn't say shoe, I mean child. Okay, take your shoe. I didn't wait. That is when I discovered that pain is not my enemy. Pain is my alarm. Pain has come to announce to me my baby is coming. <laughs> hey! That pain is not your enemy. Pain is your alarm. And if you can push through that pain, he said, what comes is joy. Yeah, message said, the woman gives birth is at time. There's no getting around it. But when the baby is born, there is joy in the bath. We used to stay close to a maternity home. And you will hear the, dog, the midwife shouting at the woman. The men are shouting, Yay, Dave, see what you have done. No. Yeah, if you touch me again, I will bite you. It's a lie. They are coming back several times. And the midwife is saying, Shut up, shut up. And I said to my wife, These people are on fear. This person is in pain. Why are they shouting, Shut up? Then my wife said something I never believed. 
My wife said they need to shout at them like that because they are wasting the pain. I said, they're wasting the pain. They're in pain. She said, yes, that pain is not for shouting. That pain is for pushing. I discovered I've wasted some pain. I've used pain to gossip. I've used pain to fight. I should use the pain to push. And I remember Mr. Samochuka told me that when they are saying push, push, push is the wrong language. What they shall be saying is groan, groan, groan. For the spirit help out our infirmity. <laughs> but we don't know how we should pray as we heart. But the spirit himself make it intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered in articulate speech. Sometimes you have to groan yourself into fullness of joy. When the pain comes, uh, you don't say, yeah, you oh, yakata, ah, yeko, oh, get it, hey, and when the baby comes, joy comes. Stand on your feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pastor Paul, let me tell you a story. In UI, hundred level, which I don't know what I was looking for. I was interested in a girl. Her name is Tony. Then our roommate said, What do you see in Femi Dwali? That guy has no future. <sighs> Mio, fine boy, no pimples, choppy cheeks and pink lips. Oh. No future. The first instinct was to go and meet the girl and Lambasta. But the second thing is, how do you show your future now? So I went to the chapel ground. That was a place of our warfare. In those days in UI. In those days, you see, I thought the trees there. I went to face a dream. God, ah, me, your son. They said, I have no future. I'm here to bat my future. Ah. Stop wasting pain. Use it. Bath a new season. Then the joy will come. Can I borrow one minute for you to make some groanings? Go ahead and pray some. Remember the pain. Remember the pain. Remember the pain. Use it. Use it. Use it. John 16, 21. Use it. Use it. Use it. I stop wasting my pain. I'd rather push my baby out. I push. Yakatele promo koriga. Yakatele promo koriga. Yakatele promo koriga. Push it out. Push it out. 
You have been lamenting for too long. You have been shouting for too long. You have been screaming for too long. Push it out. Push out the baby. Let there be joy in the world. Let there be joy in the world. Yakatele promo koriga. Yegetele promo koshis. Yegetele promo koriga. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, that John 16 21 does not say there is joy in your heart that your baby is born. He said that is joining the world. You're wasting the pain is robbing us. You're wasting the pain is robbing us. We want to have joy over you. Pain is not your enemy. Pain is your friend. It's an alarm to say your baby is about to be born. If there is no pressure, there is no pushing. If there is no pushing, there is no delivery. Two assignments I'm giving, remember. Number one, we're going to do it now. Then you do it tonight, you do it tomorrow morning. You start to practice joy. You don't wait to have a reason to rejoice. Last thing you do before you go to bed, you practice joy. First thing you do when you wake up in the morning, before you hear the news, before you know the exchange rate of dollar to naira, before you know Buhari is the president, you practice joy. The second thing I want you to do today, as they give offering today, make yours a sacrifice. Give beyond what is comfortable. Jesus was in church like this one day. They were giving and he was watching. And he said, the person that gave the least gave the best. He said, because she did not give out of convenience. She gave what she can't afford. Let her be your giving today. I know you believe it's not going to be cheerful. But I told you that even cheerful, God does not reject. Before I hand over the microphone, can we practice our joy one more time? Come on! Come on!